millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, hustlers. We know that this 2024, the entrepreneurial journey is filled with challenges. An often overlooked aspect is the time-consuming task of processing payroll and managing government requirements. And did you know that the average admin spends a whopping 50 hours per month dealing with just government compliance? That's time you could be spending on growing your business, or let's be honest, taking a well-deserved break. But fear not, we got a game changer for you, introducing Sprout Solutions and their tailored solutions for MSMEs called the Payroll Starter. With Sprout Solutions Payroll Starter, you can finally reclaim your time and get your life back on track. Say goodbye to the stress of remembering tax dates or worrying about missed payroll runs. This bundle is designed to make your life easier and your business more efficient. And here's the best part. The cost starts just at 5,000 pesos per month for businesses with up to 10 employees. Yep, you heard that right. That's just 5,000 pesos per month. So why spend another minute routing in payroll paperwork when Sprout can revolutionize the way you manage your payroll and government requirements? Take the first step towards a more efficient business today. Visit sprout.ph slash payroll starter monthly 5k. If you missed that, don't worry. We have it in the description box of this episode. So click that too. And again, big shout out to Sprout Solutions because your time is too valuable to be spent on paperwork. Reclaim it with their payroll starter. Now let's begin this episode. The Hustle Share Podcast is brought to you by AWS, the world's most comprehensive and broadly adopted cloud platform. Use AWS now to lower your business costs, become more agile, and for faster innovation. Apply now to get $1,000 free credits at hustleshare.com slash AWS. Also by TagCash. Spend, play, earn, and build a mobile wallet super app for your startup. Go now to hustleshare.com slash TagCash to apply and get your startup's mobile wallet. And... Caliber is the easiest, most convenient way to get hired. Caliber Tailor fits the perfect job for you based on your unique skills. Hire the best people for your company at www.caliber.com and use the promo code HUSTLESHARE. Caliber, where jobs find you. I feel like if you're a founder and then suddenly you're kind of an employee, even if I run the business unit, even if I'm like a co-founder of a startup inside, it feels different. Welcome to Hustle Share, the podcast that features the daily grinds of unique hustlers around the world to show not our differences, but that our hustles are very much alike. Now here's your host, Ronster Bait Young. Welcome to episode 73 of the Hustle Share podcast. My name is Ronster, and I'm your host. And this episode is powered by AWS, the world's most comprehensive and broadly adopted cloud platform. We are a proud affiliate of the Podcast Network Asia, but before we begin, we'd like to remind you that this podcast contains not safe for work language. 
So make sure there are no kids when you're listening to this. Because as we start the National Women's Month, we're going to be featuring amazing women hustlers in the show. And we're starting off with a female founder that has gotten her startup acquired here in the Philippines. And her name is Unix Santa Ana of Zapateria. And Unix's hustle is very unique because she started out with tech at a very young age where she will tell us her inspiration growing up all the way to how she ended up working technically for that guy that he inspired to be like. Unix is also going to share what type of skill she had to learn, even though she had tech as a background, that eventually allowed her to create the startup that she will lead to an acquisition further on. And that startup is none other than Orchestrack. And Unix will tell us everything that she and her co-founders had to go through in order to get this acquired, including the struggles and the triumphs that they were able to get. And then Unix will also tell us what it's like when your company gets acquired and how she decided to go back to her roots to help her father with Zapateria. Along with all the advocacies they had to go through to make it work and to pay it forward to the local shoe community in the Philippines. So if you're ready to learn the hustle behind Zapateria, let's begin this episode right now. Welcome to the latest episode of the Hustle Share Podcast. I started new. I'm I'm sorry. I know because I'm always hyped up when I started this. But we have a shoe game expert in the house. But she also was a founder of a tech startup before. But before I get carried away, let's welcome Unix Santa Ana of Zapateria. Yes. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Very excited to be here. There this is my go. first podcast experience. Yo, we, I've been, I've, you've always been on my list. And what I think it's just the best, best time to do it because we're celebrating National Women's Month in the Philippines. And who else is qualified to be on the show? Than, than you. So you're one of the true hustlers again. We 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 kind of went into the, the whole startup game almost at the same time. That's right. Uh, that was way back in 2012, right? Yes, yes. But before we get carried away, I always ask this. We've been asking this for over a year now. Unix, what's your hustle? Well, I started the startup company back in 2010. Wow. It's called Orchestronics and I mm. co-founded it with Raymond Del Rosario who yep. was my chief technology officer. So right. well when we started we mm. never had an, any idea about business. Wow. It was just a thesis idea that we wanted to continue. It was a thesis? Yes. Holy so shit. Wow. Back then I'd like to come up with a system that will help somehow the creative industry. Mm -hmm. And we wanted to develop this software mm -hmm. uh, that can identify music playing on radio and nice. TV for royalty collection and distribution. That is amazing. But before we get carried away, so I think we're already there, but let's just go in. We're gonna ride the Hustle Share time machine. So we are now in the time machine and we're talking about the past of how you started out. So you started it out as a thesis, orchestronics. Yes. And the basic basic premise, and again, I was so blown away. This 2010, this 10 years ago, more or less. And nobody has ever done deep tech like this ever. 
in the value proposition you guys were trying to do in terms of problem solving was because traditional radio ads, you're talking about radio, right? Yes, radio and TV, anything that has to deal with audio because that's mm. our core technology, audio matching. So okay. the company's name is Orchestronics, but the product is Orchestra. Yes, okay. I remember. Yeah. And again, I remember you to my man, WD, again, belated happy birthday. I'm yes, sorry, I wasn't able happy to- Happy birthday, Winston. Yeah, I wasn't able to come. I was recording podcasts. <laughs> it was such a great party. I know, I was so jealous I saw the pictures, but- Sundays is VO day for me. Okay. So that's when I, re, 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 if I release every Monday, I uh, record all my, let's begin this episode. I do all of that on Sundays. And then I, I, I just Look at so you, even on Sundays are working. Hey, that's what we do. <laughs> it's not, it's normal that we're working. It's weird that we're not working. It's so weird. So that's where, when I met you, you were already doing, um, orchestra. Or orchestra. Can you explain a little bit? Because right now, I mean, the people always get AI, machine learning, blah, blah, blah. How does that even work? Because again, in, in radio and in TV, basically the premise of how advertising is being sold, which is again, it's the difference with what, what, what we do in podcasts. We all, because we now know the, the metrics. Right. In a radio and TV, you do it, you sell airtime. And those air times always have a certain price point depending on the prime time yeah, rate. Yeah, and right? it's, it's really expensive. Correct. Now, again, there's always that 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 uh, cloud of doubt that that kind of lingers upon us because you don't know if the, the ad was actually delivered or whatnot, right? Just like Duterte getting pissed at ABS-CBN because his ad did not get aired and whatnot, right? And there's no way to properly measure that because that, again, is all vague and ambiguous. How did you even build this thing? Because I was so blown away with how you guys tried to do that. So we use audio matching. So what we do is we have a database of different audio files mm -hmm. and we extract like a DNA per audio file. So each audio has its unique characteristics. So it's wow. translated into data. So there's digital signal processing happening. And so we have that as a reference database and okay. then we set up different listening servers nationwide. Okay. So at that point, we were monitoring over 100 radio and TV stations. 100? All yeah. here in the Philippines? Yes. Shit, I didn't so, even know there were 100 stations. Here. So we have different <laughs> capture servers wow. uh, in different regions and okay. then we pick up the feed and while we get the feed in real time. We also extract the data and search um, search that data uh, against our reference database and it, it gets it, tagged. Is it fair to say that it's like the early versions of NLP a little bit? No. No, it's not. It's more of digital signal processing. Wow, I've uh, never heard of this tech before. So, well, a lot of the other products today use it. For example, mm. Shazam. Right. So Shazam is okay. more focused on over-the-air right. song identification, right, which right. was our original plan, but not okay. over-the-air. Mm. So what we did was to listen in broadcast feeds. So you only can you only use that type of technology on broadcast scenarios? Because again, like Shazam, this all 
uh, on demand. Like I'm playing this song, Bumo. Okay, that's uh, that's Baby by Justin Bieber. Oh God, it shows my own on my age here. <laughs> I'm a tito right now already. That's that's a no. Actually, what happened was during the early days, we we did a lot of experiments. Okay, and we are able to also work on over the air. And mm. at the time when the likes of Shazam would need like 30 or maybe 15 seconds to identify okay. a song, we were able to identify like a five second uh, song already at that time. Okay. So maybe going back 2013. Yeah. Uh, and then it's not only music that we can identify or advertising. Okay. As long as it's audio, uh, we can identify TV show. And then what? we can identify at what exact position uh, we are able to identify it. So, for example, we even developed this prototype that when you're watching a TV, you can have a second screen so you would know if you're interested in what the characters are wearing. What And then you the? can do live commerce. That so, is awesome. So this is 2013. Yes, that was Live commerce when Lazada didn't right, even have this shit. right. You are amazing. <laughs> so that was the idea. But then What? I guess it's way too ahead of its time. Yes. Uh, so at that time, even if our focus is primarily on broadcast okay. and advertising monitoring, because that's uh, where we get bulk of our revenues from, right, right. Uh, we cater to the media agencies, they yes. pay subscription. Mm -hmm. uh, we also have catalog the different mm -hmm. uh, TV and radio content. Okay. Uh, so... But we were still developing different uh, byproducts. Mm. Uh, but so there again, spin-off products right, that you we built. Did, okay. We did, but it was very early uh, at yeah. that time. A lot of early startups, and again, early 2010s, like uh, Sparty File, whatever. The, uh, some of them succeeded, like how you guys did it and whatnot. A lot of the shit we were trying to build were too early for their time. Yeah. Right? Like, shit, people didn't understand what the hell we're trying to do. But Unix, I, I got more curious now. Because you, you're, you're literally bro blowing my mind away 10 minutes in. <laughs> Actually, no, eight minutes into this podcast. I'm very curious. Let's ride the Hustle Share time machine again, further back, like Pim Particast, all the way to 19, whatever, and, and start. Unix, well, growing up, what was the background that you came in? Were you really into science? What Did you do any kind of side hustle prior to this and whatnot? Because the way you just described everything, I was like, this is all show notes already. Show note material. <laughs> wow. How did you start this out? So I grew up with an entrepreneurial family. Got it. My parents are both into business. Got it. But not exactly technology. They're into footwear and shoes right wow. so but like growing up i've always wanted to be a businesswoman there's okay. no term yet for an entrepreneur sure, like i would sure. remember when i was in preschool and okay. they'd ask me what i want to be when i grow up i would draw a powerful woman carrying a briefcase that and, is amazing and tell everyone i want to go into business You know what this Hooters reminds me of? Prior to, I mean, before uh, dozens of episodes back, um, the the founder of Elana Cosmetics okay. had the same thing. His name is Diego Castillo. Uh, no, not Diego Castillo. Diego Benaflor. Diego Castillo is from Sandwich. I'm sorry. <laughs> the wrong Diego, my bad. Um, he said also, it's like, I grew growing up, I always envisioned myself to be a Also had the same thing. Drew himself as a businessman because his parents were business people as well. 
what were the lessons that you see or what are the things that you that was normal when you see your parents hustle back then? I think I didn't have so much of deep understanding okay. about it. But it's more of like my parents inspiring me because they would always tell me how there's so much potential in this country. Mm. And one way to kind of contribute back is if we can provide more job opportunities to our Filipino, wow. fellow Filipino. So I've always carried that in okay. my heart. What was their hustle like? I mean, again, making shoes is not easy. Okay, this is craftsmanship in the most elite form. Because you don't just fucking make shoes out of the regular because especially if it's from, like, you're, you're, you grew up from Marikina, correct? Yep. And that's like our capital for crafts, craftsmanship made, I don't know if that's a proper term, but great artistic shoes. Yes. That, that each pair is made with love, right? So I didn't know I'll be involved with shoes. Got it. It's like I told you I wanted to be a businesswoman, but I didn't know that shoes I'll follow on wow. my parents, right? right? Or, But then again, I guess... I feel like after we exited, uh-huh. uh, there was a sense of longing back to go be, going back to my roots, roots, to our heritage, yeah. to our family legacy. Because uh, my dad got into accident yeah. a year before we founded Sapateria. And okay. all we thought about was no one from the family will follow his footsteps. Right. That's why we, we built Sapateria so that we can pass on the legacy. The, the legacy, not exactly within the family. It can go beyond the bloodline. So that's what we're doing now. We we teach uh, the new generation shoe designer wow. and makers. So it's very personal on, on a lot of levels. Mm-hmm. Uh, having Sapateria also kind of nurtured more my relationship with my father. I can see it. Even if right. we argue a lot, but this time it's more about shoes right. uh, so <laughs> i found it very fulfilling sure and i've come to embrace what it's like to work within my locality Got it. and i feel it's something we could succeed as well as filipinos uh, absolutely so we're looking at like homegrown innovation it's it doesn't stop with mm-hmm. technology alone like sure it it involves the way we think how creative we can be, right? Mm -hmm. How we can marry whatever we've learned in the tech startup scene and bringing it back to the heritage, to craftsmanship. Absolutely. uh, Bring new ideas and move forward or combine them together. So that's what I'm very passionate about nowadays. That is awesome. Now, again, um, after uh, growing up, you said that, was it a straight line drive into business? Because... Especially, again, I'm looking at your LinkedIn again. LinkedIn, if you're listening, please sponsor us already. I've been yes, using this LinkedIn. for a year. <laughs> All right, if you're some LinkedIn, look me up, guys. Anyway, um, you went to LaSalle, yep. right? And what did you take up in LaSalle uh, when you you jumped in? And then was it a business-related? Because how did you even delve into the tech business? So I always wanted to be a businesswoman, right. but I feel like I'm such a nerd, because okay. <laughs> uh, I'm a latecomer kid, so I'm Got always it. just at home. Oh. So I'll imagine at the time, uh, the shoebox is my personal computer. Oh, like shoot, just, Can that's you just cool. imagine the cover of the box that right, I'll, right, I'll, right. I'll, I'll draw the keyboard? <laughs> and then eventually my dad bought me um, a, a personal computer. PC. 
And then I had one. I have to learn DOS. You uh, did DOS. Yes. I, I learned how to do Turbo Plus. On your own? Yes. I did some websites when I was young. So I did, you know what I did when I was young and I had the computer, ping, uh, the pinball. <laughs> or family food, yeah. right? Or, so oh I, I had that too. But uh, that, most of my time was dedicated in that. <laughs> and GTA, oh my God. That was my so favorite. that was my pastime growing mm -hmm. up. I was super intrigued with learning about uh, software. Because mm. uh, I guess because of my influence, uh, of caring so much about the nation. Got it. I wanted to learn how we could... So that that was me at a very young, young age. Got I wanted it. to develop a system that can digitize procurement for the government. What? How <laughs> so, young were you when you were thinking about this? At the time, I was grade six. So, grade six? I, was, I can't even remember what I was thinking about when I was grade six. So I was so much into computers okay. i wanted to build that that's why i thought i would want to take on computer science so that's so what you I, did yes science. and at that time they tell me the best one is at de la Salle university wow. so i took that uh, degree mm -hmm. and i enjoyed every bit of it got it and when i graduated I got into Microsoft. So that was so the you first did yes, I worked. I worked for a while. So that was got the it. very first time they ever hired fresh graduates uh to be part of a kind of a protege program. Got it. So uh, out of like uh, they picked like top 40 graduates yeah. at the mm -hmm. time they were supposed to get eight but they only picked four. I was fortunate to that be part of it. But amazing. you know what's so amazing? Because right. growing up, when I was in grade three, I look up to Bill Gates a lot. I didn't even know Bill Gates existed in grade three. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> Bill Gates is my hero. Wow. And when I was in grade three, I've always like tell myself, someday I'm going to work for what? this man. Wow. And you did. Yes. On your first job. My it's, God. And it's unexpected. Because wow. it's not all, what do you call this? It's not all like, smooth yeah yeah right? definitely like there was also a period in our in, in my life that right. we had to go through financial struggle yeah so i did my own hustle okay what, um, did you, what did you do so i on the side i tutor kids oh man wow uh, so that i could pay for my own education and so, wow. and there were a lot of people who also extended help. I, I got some scholarship mm -hmm. as well. But that was a difficult time because I didn't expect we'll hit that rock bottom. Dude, and, I, I, I totally empathize. Right. Um, first, in between first and second year college. I'm an only child. You're an only child too. I'm I'm the only daughter. Only I daughter. Have two you big brothers. Ka, I'm right? only yes. There you go. Makes a lot of sense. I'm an only child that was raised by a single mom. And you know how life is, it's not easy. So I had to also hustle, not because she couldn't keep up with the Joneses and whatnot, because she's tried her best, but I felt like, hey, I need to really step up and be an adult. I was in a call center before. That's actually how I sounded like this. That's This was so, this was learned. I didn't sound like this before. I thought you grew up in nah. I First time I went to the US, I was 30 years old already. Okay. Yeah, but again, I had to give myself an edge because if you just... If you look at the optics, I am a tricycle driver. 
<laughs> That's what I look like. So if you think you're listening to a really proper man, nah, I'm your kuya grab food. So two weeks ago, I got mistaken for. I, re- I read your post about it. <laughs> so I was eating in North Park. And then someone gave me the bill for grab food. Oh, kuya, there's your grab. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> but anyway, you next. Let's take a. I, I love your story and I agree with it. But let's take our first break. Yeah. And when sure. we come back, let's talk, talk about more of how you transitioned into tech and how the business acumen came to you. Let's talk about that more after the break. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey guys, I have a very, very exciting opportunity I want to share with you guys. If you're a B2B startup founder, listen up. Your ticket to growth is here. Introducing Impact24, the Philippines' largest B2B SaaS challenge. Calling all startups in their pre-launch, pre-seed, or seed stages. This is your chance to accelerate your growth. Submit your pitch to Impact24 and get ready for a 10-week intensive program to elevate your solution. What's in it for you? How about up to 500,000 pesos in MVP project support, exclusive credits from industry partners, personalized mentoring, and a shot to pitch at SASCON PH, the country's biggest SAS conference this April. But yo, you gotta hurry up because submissions close on January 26, 2024 already. Don't miss out on this opportunity to take your startup to new heights. Apply now at saschallenge.ph That's sasschallenge.ph. And good luck, and I'll see you guys in Impact 24. And we're back from the break. We're still now side hustling with with uh, with uh, Unix Santa Ana. But well, Unix, you side hustled your way to graduate to school, and you got to Microsoft. What were the things you learned in Microsoft? Again, again, because not a lot of people make this in their first job. People freaking get frustrated in life their whole life trying to get into this and you got in the way you you must have done something special for them to get you out of the whole crap right and what was it like when you're already there was it the same expectation you got or what was it it was truly a very amazing experience okay i feel like i've understood the whole industry once wow. i jump into microsoft but okay. i felt maybe The reason why they got me, I wasn't like the best okay. engineer, but mm-hmm. more of I read a lot mm. of what's happening in the industry. Yeah. Like I can converse my way through the different topics, even if Correct. at the time I was very young. Mm-hmm. 
so, but I have to share it. And perhaps the fresh graduates can relate, right? I always felt at that time, I wasn't good enough. Imposter syndrome. Right. Yes. So even if I got in, right, I, like I told you, they just picked four. Right. I feel like maybe they didn't really pick me. Yeah. It was just a matter of they just needed one more. Right. Uh, but then, like, I would always think about how I should embrace the opportunity. Mm -hmm. And I, I also like the culture there. They're very, very supportive. Mm -hmm. There's so much resources. Yes. Uh, and they will, they will empower you to learn different technologies on your own. Okay. Uh, at the time I was a fresh graduate, they trusted me to handle major projects. Wow. Uh, including the government. Oh, so you so, did GovDeck already? Yes. And wow. I was doing some kind of project management mm -hmm. and administration of this Microsoft product called SharePoint. SharePoint. Uh, you know what is SharePoint? A SharePoint is like a portal for a central portal of, of all your files. What? And you can collaborate on it. So, so this is like Google yes. Docs per se. Yeah, like yeah. Even before Google Drive, right? right? right. There was so SharePoint. It's for cloud. enterprises. It's, you can make it. It's web. It's web based. Web. Right? You can do it on-prem. Yes. If, if wow. you want it uh, on-site. Wow. So... Uh, at that time, which, which was funny because mm -hmm. we learned so much in college, right? But you don't necessarily able to equate it right away True. Uh, with what's the real thing in the industry. Yeah, it's all abstract because yes. you can't believe that. Ah, so that's why they do this for. <laughs> you know what's so funny? Right. So even our batchmates, right. for a long time, we've always talked about server, server, server. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and we thought it has to equate with hardware oh my god right like one server is just yeah. one so someone yeah. had a room back then yes. filled with all these supercomputers and what's so it wasn't exactly the case so right we we laugh about it a lot and i think <laughs> because it's a special program for the fresh graduates mm -hmm. they help us like build our confidence in yeah. uh, presentation they ah. encourage us to face clients already how, how do they teach you to do that? Because again, in, in a Microsoft setting, most of tech really is, and this is where a lot of tech businesses, even startups fail, because they bombard the the end user or the, the customer with so much jargon, so much functionality without actually simplifying right. how it actually will, will help you do your business better, right? And for, for the, the Microsoft way, how did you, because at the end of the day, tech is, it doesn't matter how great you deployed that tech or you have built, how great you built it. If the end user doesn't fucking understand how it works, sorry, it's not going to work. How was that for you? Uh, well, I think because my foundation was more on solutioning. Mm. So we had to always relate to business like when we PM talk about techno technology. Yeah. And even with my course, computer science, okay. our specialization is in information technology. I so we did a lot of understanding the business, okay. uh, filling in the gaps and how can technology help uh, make it more efficient. So I guess it helped. It. And 
also I think a lot of who I am right now is because of my parents. Who, uh, Absolutely. But I'll tell you, I'm always been a shy kid. Mm-hmm. Like I can remember going back when I was in grade school or co- um, high school. I'm yeah. very, very quiet. Yeah. And I was afraid because at that time I, I'm not even confident with my English. Sure, it's all good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, but I guess because like in in school I went to Miriam College. Mm-hmm. They fed us a lot of projects and reporting. Mm. So even in college. We did a lot of presentations. Yeah, our teachers don't even have to teach anymore. Correct. Uh, so, I I appreciate that. Yeah, I appreciate that. And in that. real life, you can ap- apply it. So it helped a lot when we had to work in a real environment. Absolutely. Like, I never complained that uh, we had to do the reports ourselves. Right, right. And I never complained that we have to do the research or papers sure. ourselves. It was. It's good practice. Yeah, it's a good practice. Absolutely. So. I I was able to apply it even until now. Okay, perfect. Especially when you're leading a team because you're technically reporting too. The only difference is that you're reporting the vision. Right. Like, hey, this is where the fuck we're going. This is where you're going to do. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, what did you do? You're just holding account- people accountable now. You're the professor per se. I'm curious, Unix. Okay, um, you told us about the good stuff. What was the hard stuff in Microsoft? And stitch that all the way to how you envisioned that you wanted to be now a tech startup founder so there was a phase of i questioned myself a lot yeah but apparently it's not more of doubting myself it's okay. more of whether i was fit to the enterprise to the enterprise world or rather mm-hmm. like if i'm fit to doing technical work because i'm very ambitious i i wanted to become a general manager yeah it's a they have a GM role. That's like the, the head of Microsoft Philippines. Back then, there's no country head yet. Right, right. right. So I wanted to be that. And Got it. I noticed a lot of those CXOs are coming from the sales and marketing mm, department. The guys who saw the share. Yes. Right. Uh, so I've been, I've been thinking about like, how would I shift? Uh, my my role to sales and marketing. Mm-hmm. And at that time, for Microsoft, they need at least three or five years uh, experience. Bef- experience before you can like get a Start sales selling. and marketing oh, wow. job. Because here in the Philippines, a lot of it is based on relationships, right? Absolutely. But they tried. They, like, they tried to link me up and okay. take on uh, a sales role for Xbox. Got it. But... Xbox, wow. But I think they they didn't get me. Uh, I think they asked me this one question that I didn't know how best to answer. So these Singaporean guys interviewed me and asked me, what do you think is the most important thing in sales? Okay. So I was wearing my geeky hat, right? Like okay. It's how you explain the product. Okay. It's how you're able to translate it into their uh-huh. language, right? Uh-huh. But I didn't think they were satisfied about it. Got it. So when I went home, I asked my brother. Okay. He said it's about building relationships. Yes, absolutely. So. Rapport. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense, right? Yeah. But. I had to decide. So we had the opportunity to be trained in Singapore. Okay. And 
all my other three batchmates are getting it. They're sure. encouraging me to also jump in. They're but, still in Microsoft. And oh, wow. Unified. So shout out to yeah. you. Let's do a shout out to them. So one is in Malaysia. One is in Singapore. One is in uh The main, main. Wow. Yeah. In Seattle? Yes. My God. So they're doing really well. Um, Shout out to you, Pinois. Yes. So I still decided okay. uh, maybe if I'm still too young okay. uh, with sales and marketing, I need to start somewhere. So I quit my job. You and left Microsoft. Yes. It was crazy. That yes. is crazy. Okay. And I work for this company called MSI, ECS. It's a large Uh, IT distribution company. MSI, the one making the computers. Hardware. No, they're they're a distribution company. Ah. They carry different brands, and fortunate enough, they give me a chance to become a product manager of Buffalo. It's What a, is Buffalo? It's a it's a that's not storage brand. No, okay. no. Uh, just, my, we, my fat ass like oh dude that's that's wings that's. <laughs> but I I handled the product line of network attached storage. Wow. So I grew the business. Okay. Uh, you did sales now. It's mar marketing. So I wow. had a role as like a product manager uh, position, and I was I'm very fortunate that they got me because I think I did do well during the interview as well because okay. I think. Well, the boss okay. like asked me uh, if I know anything about keeping a good margin. I don't even know what a margin was at that <laughs> time. And she laughed. Okay. But I guess it's more of my determination to learn. Sure. So, so I, I led that product category. Category. I grew the business. I I have some salespeople working with me and okay. uh, product engineers. Wow. So... I was just there for a very short stint because Raymond okay. came into the picture and asked me, you know, I have now an idea how we can continue on Got this it. thesis uh, topic okay. uh, that we were supposed to work on. And, okay. and I was at my point of like, I want my, to have my own creative freedom. You wanted to jump in and have right? be in control. And also because I feel like MSI gave me this chance to learn how it's, Like to run the business because I'm handling the brand and the product, but I I take care of um, how I can grow it. Uh, I take care of the inventory. Correct. I have a team who works. You lead, with, yes, right. So I've learned about about some kind of financials as well. There, yeah, it's business, boosts, yeah, business, business. Right. So and I feel like it's a good time to. Jump in mm -hmm. because we're for young. Right. There's not much to risk. True. Like wow. It's, it's more of having so much confidence in yourself that no matter what happened, you can always like go back to work and get a job. Exactly. It's still exactly. my mindset nowadays. True, that's why true. I'm pretty chill. Uh, right. So, no, but at the end of the day, that's actually true because especially if you know, um, it. it Risk taking really is different depending on the phase of your life, and of course the financial responsibilities you have. Say you're, say you're 21, but you're the breadwinner already. Yeah, it's a totally different scenario if you're 21 and you had no responsibilities at all, right? But with you, you already found that. All right, this is it. I think we can do this. I have the enough skills, and you have the right co-founder as well. Yes. Right? So, although of course. My family wasn't super supportive of it. We're, sure. 
I, I wasn't well off. Okay. Right? Um, and also, I had to provide as well. But Correct. it's not as much as what others right. uh, provide for their family. But I, I can, I should help. Support out, still, right? right. Uh, but my dad was very supportive of it. Okay. And even if he wasn't, I would do it anyway. Yeah. I'm stubborn that way. Yep, most of us <laughs> founders are, right? I don't care, let's do it, right? So I jumped into it without anything. Okay. Uh, I mean, we have a bit of our savings. So okay. we made sure we have this number of months of emergency oh. savings just in Got case it. we needed some so money. So bootstrapped it. We bootstrapped it. It's who was the co-founder? So aside from Raymond, it's you, who else? We had someone who used to be our thesis mate, okay. but he had given up his share okay. when he didn't want to do full-time. And Got we're it. still very fr good friends with him. No, that's fine. I mean, He's now yeah. based in Netherlands working for wow. Oracle. So wow. he, he's pursuing his dreams. That nice. has been always his dream Correct. to work abroad. Okay. Uh, so it was us and Raymond's dad was very helpful. He knows the industry, the music industry, because that was the first industry we were targeting. Ah. Right? He's, a, he's a composer. He's, his name is... Mon del Rosario. He wrote wow. uh, Isang Ningong Pag-ibig. Wow. I Love You Boy, right? So wow. Raymond, in fact, That's a legend. was part of a signed up band with Sony what? BMG. You can look him up. What, what's YouTube. the name of the band? Crayons. Crayons. Well, I did not know this. I, I was a big supporter, supporter wow. of their band. So Got it. anyway, so we started the company and, and mind you, even if I know Raymond for a long time since sure. college, we're never friends. Right. We just work very well together. Got it. Uh, but it wasn't so smooth sailing. I guess when we had to decide whether we want to continue on the business, I had a breakdown. Okay. And I feel like when Raymond saw that side of me, we started to become friends. Wow. Because it became personal I now. It's it, real emotions. Right, emotions and maybe... He saw as well that I could be human. Yeah, right? that's not just a, a piece of work here, you know. Yeah, but I when we started it, I was telling ourselves, you know, I'll give it two years, yeah. and for one and a half year, well, there wasn't so much happening. Right. Uh and also I think in year twenty twelve, that was okay. the only time. The, Startup PH movement yes, is starting yes. to happen. Uh, a right? lot of the interest came in on board. That was the only time we learned about what a pitch was. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, we don't even know. I thought it was uh, something to do with baseball. Yeah. So we're, we're that naive. <laughs> right. Uh, even the term startup did not come around no, so here we, on 2011, 2012. But we're incubated in DOST. Ah, so, so we even. As early as when we were starting, we look for our location, our nice. permanent office. Because when we tried doing it in coffee shops, we no, felt it was it's more hard. expensive. And yeah. we have extension cords. Exactly. <laughs> and they would ask if we could leave by 3 a.m. Hey, we I still have extension cords in my bag till now. I can't, it yeah. comes in handy But all those the time. are good times, right? Right. So we've... we've been working a lot with DOSD when we Got started it. out and we're very fortunate until now okay. with all the support they gave us. We also got a loan from them. and A, a loan, grant. a grant. Uh, yes. So that was so, the very first funding you got. 
So let me walk you through okay. our funding. Right. So we bootstrapped it. Okay. And then we need to do a prototype because MVP. See Doc Season of okay. Enterprise right. TBI, if you know mm-hmm. him. Yep. UP. So mm-hmm. he's always like asking us about our updates on orchestra, but we kept on saying, oh, we don't have this. Like uh, we don't have this mentality of MVP yet. Like we. You wanted to do the whole monolithic right, approach. Right. Like I build it from ground up. Yes. One to one hundred. Yes. Right. So he just. Told us, you know, you just got to start somewhere. Right. Mm-hmm. So we did. But at the time, we don't have so much money. We don't even pay ourselves. Mm-hmm. So we needed to develop this listening server so we could mm. pick up the broadcast. Course, right? Yeah. Uh, so we got a loan or they don't want to call it a loan. It's a financial assistance. assistance. Whatever. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but it was zero interest. Wow. And you can pay it in three years. Wow. It's very friendly. And you have six months leeway. Wow. Uh, so we got a financial aid from them okay. to fund our first listening post. That's amazing. And that's that's what powered our first app that um I like post all the songs playing on different radio and that's amazing. radio stations. So so that was the first um okay. funding. And then as the startup movement movement is coming in yep. we joined hack to hatch hack to hatch yeah, so that's there, where right? I, no i wasn't oh, but i met you during the one of those yeah yeah here in the uh, emerald yeah so yeah. hack to hatch that was the very first time we ever joined such an event God. And, and that's, that's where, where you met, met this Winston. guy, yeah. Winston Damarillo. Um, and I think at the time he already was cheering for us because we're in a kind of a big data analytics. And you're Lasalle, and he's yes, <laughs> uh, and you were super bebo. Right, right, super, right. Like all the conference calls were there. We even like hold our own logo. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and then even when we came in to Cebu for yeah. the Hack to Hatch event and I felt we're not ready, we were so ready. Oh, wow. Like we have the business plan, we That's have the executive amazing. summary and I have to thank Jojo Flores. Jojo uh, Flores, shout out to so you. So he was one of those instrumental uh, to Dude, us learning about I don't know shit about uh, startups. startups. Yeah. And he made us all um, make things more organized. Yeah. So, uh, we won. It's not nice. a lot of money, but we won. But that was very helpful because at that time, before we even went to Cebu, we got our first hire. Wow. And we don't have any money. Right. So we told ourselves we better win that cash prize. Correct. So or else how are we going to pay this guy? Yes, back? exactly. And I have to borrow money from a friend to buy right him a laptop wow. and we're using like our old laptops and right, we did right. so and so after that we had to build our relationship with okay. the different potential investors sure. here we had also an offer from uh another group at that time okay. but we were weighing our options i think the best thing that you have to consider when you're looking for funding or investors if the investors give you time to get to know you very well because mm, there should be level. A, i think mute it has to be mutual Got it. like it's not because it's going to be a long game yes right? if if they're doing due diligence on you you have to also do vice due, versa due diligence on them so it matters to us yeah. like that like having that mutual um 
getting to know each other's stage. No, because so, this is like for me, I'll, I'll double down on what you said. Mm-hmm. I did that on Party File. Yeah. I just took the money. I don't know shit about this guy. I'm like, hey, I think he likes me. I'll get the money. Down the road, when after we, things fell to shit, that, that was the biggest problem I had. Yeah. Because now, all of a sudden, oh shit, so he had that side that yeah. he's going to throw me under the bus. I mean, I totally understand because it's their money, but there could have been better ways to address I have, things like I have that. my... I have I have no problems. So so we had our seed funding. Yeah. Uh, and you know what's funny, mm-hmm. and I'm always grateful about it. So yeah. when we when we finally got got the funding okay. into our bank account, that was also the time when we are able to close our very first deal. That is awesome. In such a way that we do we won't even need. The, the money anymore. anymore. So, which is a good fucking problem so, to have, so by I the way. So I feel like yeah. it's super serendipity. Yeah. You know, you just have to stick with the game, right? Uh, like before mm. Hack to Hatch, we were already thinking of closing. Yeah. Um, I had my own share of breakdown, right. and then Raymond and I became friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, our relationship as founders and as friends became stronger. Right. And we felt more confident with what we're building. Uh-huh. Uh, and so as we continue on our business mm-hmm. and ever since that first deal, uh-huh. we are already being profitable. That's great. From day one. Yes. Even right. when we exited, wow. we still have that investor's money. And Damn. in fact, wow. one of them, we even had returned it earlier on. So you returned the money? Yeah, with an upside even earlier on because I felt like he's uh, asking for uh, an ROI. Got it. Um, Dividends. But it was too early ahead of the game and maybe he he needed it to kind of report back to the board of Mm. investors. So you didn't give the money back. Yeah, with an upside. So yeah. he earned from it. That's and, nice. But it, that was a good call because right. I feel he was happy about it. But like if he it avoided, created, it yeah. could have earned more when we exited. But that that's fine. Hey, at least <laughs> everybody happy. But right. last question before I take our last break. You mentioned earlier that you there were a lot of rough patches and whatnot. And you all were always on the brink of giving up and like, ah, fuck this. I don't want to do this. But I'm pretty sure th- times got tough. Right, you know, p- personal life. You had to also, you know, survive. Right. What kept you going? It's like we wanted to prove Raymond and I wanted to prove, prove to prove that we could innovate from the Philippines. So there's a sense of pride in doing Filipino technology. Amen. I fucking agree because. Most of us get enamored just uh, because they're like, ah, give a great start because it's cool, blah, blah, blah. Now in Podcast Network Asia, right? The, the main chip on my shoulder is I just don't want to create shit from the Philippines. I'm getting more ambitious because I want us to expand from the Philippines yeah. that I will spread the message of podcasting as a religion all over Southeast Asia with our tech that we're building. That's why I'm taking down notes as well from you because we're building something similar, but analytics based. But I'll talk to you about that more after the break. 
Hey Hustlers, it's time to talk business once again and we're excited to share a bit more info about our sponsors, Sprout Solutions. And again, just like what I said at the start of the episode, you should check out Sprout's Payroll Starter as you grow your own startup. Because this bundle that they have is literally what you need to take your startup to the next level as you grow your employees. And this bundle is your key to freedom, including payroll outsourcing to experts, a subscription to timekeeping and attendance software, and government compliance services. Sprout's Payroll Starter has you covered for payroll, BIR, SSS, and taxes. All the stuff that no founder loves to do. So let Sprout handle the busy work and say goodbye to lines and tax payment stress. All this for as low as 5,000 pesos. Again, that's just 5,000 pesos all in for your payroll and HR needs. So visit sprout.eh payroll-starter-monthly-5k or again, just click the link in the description box of this episode to elevate your business management game. And again, big thank you to Sprout Solutions for liberating your time for what truly matters. Hey Hustlers, wish there was an easy way to open a bank account and grow your money without the hassle of lengthy application process and income documents? Well, I got good news because today's sponsor, Uno Digital Bank, is here to help you achieve your financial goals. You can easily open an account with the Uno app in just five minutes and one valid ID. And as one of the six digital banks licensed by the Banco Central ng Filipinas, the company is committed to providing customers with simpler, better, and more accessible banking. Last year, Uno Bank was recognized by the Asia Banking and Finance Awards and bagged the title Open Banking Initiative of the Year due to the success of its partnership with Gcash, one of the Philippines' leading mobile wallet platforms. And with the Uno mobile app, you can access an hashtag UnoReady savings account and enjoy daily interest crediting. With their hashtag UnoEarn or hashtag UnoBoostTimeDeposit accounts, you can enjoy a high interest rate of up to 6.5% per annum. Enjoy monthly payouts with hashtag UnoEarn and flexible tenors with hashtag UnoBoost. Other app features include pay bills, the Uno Virtual Debit MasterCard, life insurance, scan and pay with QRPH, and phones. And the one thing that I really love about Uno Digital Bank is they're open to collaborate with a lot of Filipino startups. I've had a chance to see the partnerships that they've had lined up with the startups that they have, and it's truly exciting to see how a digital bank like Uno can enable startups to unlock the power of fintech through digital banking. So if you're ready to elevate your banking experience, download the Uno mobile app today from the Google Play Store or App Store. Or if you want to collaborate with them, I'll be happy to give you an intro. Just shoot us an email at hello at huffleshare.com. Hey, Hustlers, I hope you're having a great 2024 so far. As you know, a lot of startups had a very challenging 2023, and hopefully things are going to do better this year for a lot of us. Not just because it's the year of the dragon, but also because our sponsor, Dragon Pay, is here to help your startups process payments in the most efficient way. Established in 2010, Dragon Pay empowers businesses of all sizes to accept and disperse payments through secure and convenient channels giving your customers the flexibility to choose the payment method that suits them best. With over 85 partner channels, 35,000 partner branches nationwide, including QRPH, e-wallets, crypto, buy now, pay later, and many more. They also process an astonishing 15 million transactions processed globally each month. Dragon Pay is your trusted choice for online payments. And here's something to show you how legit Dragon Pay is. 
Dragon Pay was named Fintech of the Year at last year's Philippine Fintech Festival in 2023. So let's make 2024 extra prosperous for you and your startup in this year of the Dragon. For more details, head on over to dragonpay.ph. That's dragonpay.ph. Trust the pioneer, trust Dragon Pay. And we're back from the break. We're still with Unix Santa Ana of Zapateria, who now will tell us how the hell did this exit happen? Because, okay, so you, you said you had the UST, you were profitable. Did Winston also put in money? Because I, I see in your LinkedIn that you eventually became VP of Amihan. Yeah. Right? So how did he, this happen? He was one of our early angel investors. Okay. Uh, what happened was at that time, we're doing okay. Okay. Right? And we're very lucky that our people okay. have been working with us since we kind of started. Yeah. So it goes to show how good culture we've built. Okay. But at the same time, one of my considerations was are we going to be happy with where we are? Mm hmm. Um, do we need to be aggressive and raise another funding? Got it. And uh, with that comes like a big responsibility. Sure. Because if we're going to be aggressive, we have to be bold with a vision and we have it. But that would mean sacrificing profitability. Mm. And also, I think we're at that stage because I'm turning 30 at that time. Mm -hmm. That for like six years, mm -hmm. we've been working so hard. Right. Uh, and I've seen the people we work with, they've grown, right. but they might hit the ceiling. Right. And I want them to grow more because mm -hmm. that's how I run my companies. Okay. I want the people to grow with us. And yeah, not stagnate. Yes. So that was my big consideration. Man. And also Raymond, I feel like. Right. Uh, this is very personal. I That's fine. Hi, Raymond. I feel like he wants he wants to get married. Oh, I think and he did. He's about to he get says, married he's too. About Congratulations, to get married, Raymond. and I was supposed to be the best man. Hi, oh, Raymond. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so there was a lot of personal right. uh, consideration. It wasn't just Amihan who okay. had an offer on the table. We okay. had two more. Okay. Uh, but I, like I, again, I, I said we weigh based on like. It could be 99% business, but like right. that 1% is coming from the heart. Yes. And that will matter a lot. Sure. So we went with someone or this group who we know would nurture us. Got it. So is that the exit that we're talking yeah, about? Yeah, so that's the exit. Um, So I had to talk to Raymond about it. He's Got not it. very excited. Oh, the offer came to us because they're doing media analytics. Uh, and then it just com it's just very complimentary that True. they would have to but, have orchestra tie it. in. And we know a lot of big data. We're like Raymond is such a geeky nose Hadoop right. earlier on like most of the other yeah, yeah, <laughs> engineers. Yeah. And our tech stack was super solid. Yep. Our processes were super solid. Documentation. Yeah, even whatever. our financial were super solid solid at that time, which I haven't done so very well in Sapateria. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. um, so we we decided together. Got it. Uh, but I need to make him understand uh, slowly uh, uh, the situation. And the company that acquired, is it a local one or is it an international one? It, it, it's 
Tamihan. It's a Mihan as well. Uh, yeah, ah, it's a Mihan wow. acquiring it. Uh, so it's, I can't disclose. No problem, no problem. But it's both in shares and cash. That is amazing. So, and I, at first, so we kind of merged in, right? Right. And we brought in our team there. We, sure. We grew more. Sure. And we incentivized our people because yeah. that was the promise. Absolutely. I want to follow through the promise. Right. Like, you know what? Like, I know we might not be as competitive as the other companies if you but work with us. once we exit, you'll have a nice fucking exit. Yeah. I'm not even like saying once we exit, like just like Stick be patient. Right. Just be patient. I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure it's going to be rewarding. Worth it. Yes. Right. So I'm quite proud that we Good were job. able to follow through with that. Uh-huh. And now I'm not even with Amihan anymore, but I, I see them, they're the team leaders. Absolutely. They're doing really well. I'm super mm. proud of them. And... Uh, and as for us, Raymond and I, we're enjoying our Absolutely. lives. Got it. Uh, and again, man, and you, you, you did make a good call because if you're going to, I went through the same thing with Chatbot mm-hmm. PH, right? I, but right now I'm still running it. Mm-hmm. And an acquisition, but I'm also still technically running the company, right? Um, it matters who acquires yeah. you because it's your child. Now you're giving your child to someone else technically in their care. And you want to make sure that if that transition pushes through, your child is going to be in better hands or, you know, going to nurture and grow yes, more. Exactly. Right? So it gave like a new, my child this time wasn't about the product alone. Yes. It's the team. Yes. They are your in. babies literally. Yeah, so right? I wanted them to have a new experiences. Correct. Uh, and they did. That is amazing. Yep. Okay. Now, what happened next? So you're, after the acquisition, did you stay and stitch that through? How did you now decide that it's time to go back to your roots and do shoes? I stayed and I wa- I'm going to be honest. I, I felt it wasn't a smooth transition. Not because it wasn't fun working no. um, yeah. there. It's just that I feel like if you're a founder... And then suddenly you're kind of an employee, even if I run the business unit, like hey. even if I own it, even if I'm like a co-founder of a startup inside, it feels different. A fucking man. <laughs> I feel that right now. You heard you hit every fucking word you said here because it's different. And when you get acquired, this is what happens. You are no longer in charge. You get to have to get approvals done and whatnot. But hey, we signed up for it. That's what we said yes to. Right? It's not like we can blame anyone. We signed up. But it's just that nothing can really prepare you for it except probably the people that have been there before. But that was just a short period of time. True. Uh, then you, when the dust settles, it's, it, it you becomes You know how normal. I felt afterwards? Like, it's actually pretty amazing that you don't have to worry about payroll. Fun day, exactly. <laughs> uh, you don't have to worry about administrative right. tasks or having to do a lot of clerical stuff that nobody that us founders to be honest don't like to do yeah right but if you're but in a startup I, feel I got spoiled right because I, <laughs> I didn't do a lot because I was leading the the, the team I am more of like I got all the people I need right, right. right? so uh, so you had that itch again yeah. you wanted to be an, I think it's more personal it's not because I want I had that itch again right. it's more of like I said my dad got okay. into accident uh-huh. and we know even earlier on that we wanted to put up 
a shoe business, but we were we weren't sure it's going to be more of a creative hub than a shoe brand. So and also I. I have a very good friend who passed okay. away who's oh, wow. very much involved in Zapateria. Okay. So I feel like I need to fill in the gaps. Uh, and you know, it, it was also a big struggle yeah. because I feel like I have a comfortable job. Yeah. I mean... In your I, baby, yes, it's already right. a grown up now. And I have a then. new startup being nurtured inside. Right. And I'm talking to the... CXOs of the largest enterprises in the world. Well, yeah, they're counted, right? Right. Um, and then it's such a prestigious life. Yeah. And uh, it's going to be difficult to get down again. Yes. So right? it was a struggle mm-hmm. whether I'm ready to give that up. Yeah. Because um, I mean, you earned it. It's not like you were just put there randomly. Yes. Right? Yes. You knew the work that it had to take. And to I get know there. I was good at it. Correct. Right? I'm, Correct. I'm I'm my in my comfort zone. Yes. I, I deliver mm. and I have a great working relationship with the Amihan team, yep. uh, which I might still work with them on right. future projects. Right. Uh, so I had to kind of go through this break to figure things out. Got it. And as I learn, uh, as I immerse myself with Zapateria because it was founded and it was running for a year without me. Okay. And it so, was just my dad doing a lot of prototypes without direction. Okay. So let's just drill down mm-hmm. on Zapateria now fully. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is the concept of Zapateria? So it's not a brand. It's, what, what does Zapateria do? It's a, well, without any flowery words, words okay. it's a co-working space. Ah, for the footwear designer and makers. So we cool. we brought in the idea of what it's like uh, in a startup, in a startup environment. environment and bring it into the footwear industry. Dude. So there's going to be collaboration. We can come up with more creative stuff, innovate, um, bring in what it's the same thing I did here in Podcast Network Asia. So a lot of the things we run supporting, so we t- treat our podcasters as our founders. And it's our job as the incubator, as the accelerator, yes, exactly. to then provide the resources for them to thrive and do it as a way to get We're like an incubator. Correct. Um, we nurture the new breed uh, footwear designer and makers. Uh, we work with creative entrepreneurs who are in this space. Got it. So, and we felt that's the best strategy because we know we don't have a lot of artisans anymore and True. we need to be able to still pass on whatever they still know. Got it. Uh, they, we need Before to it's totally yes. gone. Uh, we need to know what they know, their wisdom, because okay. it's different. Like, you can go to school, yeah. but it's different when you're learning from someone very experienced, yeah. uh, like my dad. That is amazing. Right? So that's what we're doing at Got Zapateria. Yeah. Uh, we're we're essentially a co-working space, an right. incubator, accelerator for footwear uh, designer makers. That is amazing. So again, this is paying it forward because... Hey, again, if, if nobody's going to do it, there's always going to be that gap filled by some other shoemaker from wherever. But you're preserving not just the craftsmanship, but the Filipino legacy yep. 
for for it to be passed on from generation to generation. And make sure I'm pretty sure this is your non-negotiable. It's profitable. Because you came from it now. No, this is a different scenario. Okay, so how does it work? I'm going to tell you that it's harder to work in artisan space. Why? First, okay, when we're doing orchestra, we're only thinking of business. Yep. Here, there's a lot of advocacy. Yes. There's so like a, a social lot, enterprise. Yes. Okay. Although I, we don't like tag ourselves okay. as social enterprise, but there's a lot of good that you have to think about. Yeah. There's a lot of invest meant in yeah. community development because sure. we built Sapateria without anyone understanding what it, what is. it is. Right. So it's it's challenging that way, but yeah. we're proud that we took that chance. Dude, yeah. Because I feel like it's one way to kind of get the different stakeholders together towards our dream for the Marikina shoe industry. Absolutely. To... Uh, dreams of, you know, having the next mm -hmm. All Birds, Soul Rebels, Everlane, yeah. uh, being made here in the Philippines. That's amazing. So and she's wearing amazing boots, by the way, today. I wish you can show, show it later, but we'll take we'll probably take a picture later. So it's a different ball game for me. Yeah. I felt at that point uh, I could have done better. Mm -hmm. I wasn't there. Where, for a year. Sure. Um, and now I'm kind of catching things up. Uh -huh. uh, so, but no matter where we are right now, mm. it's more of being fulfilled. Yes, right? the heart. And I felt when I jump into this kind of space, yeah. I felt the sense of contentment. Because I've reached that point of success. Yep. I mean, maybe not like super rich, you right? Get Bill Gates le later uh, on. Yeah, but yeah. like, you know, you can buy things. Yep. Uh, nice things. Nice things. You Spoil yourself a little, whatever. Yeah. But here it's different. And then I come to embrace uh, where, where we live, okay. the people we interact, the simplicity of riding the tricycle. Yeah of the simplicity of just working with people who are very passionate. Yeah. Uh, and enabling them to do that. Yes. That is amazing. So that's where I am right now. But okay. I'm not saying I'm not going to go back to tech. Maybe right. we'll marry artisan mm. space and digital sure. uh, uh, soon. Got actually it. working on something awesome. on that. Got it. Now, in terms of adjustment let's talk about that right so were there any skills or strategies that you learned in tech that fit right through that that you applied in zapateria and if on the in the contrary and then contrary was it to that were there anything any new skills you had to learn because it does not fit we brought in agility for sure. Agile. So, Did you scrum your shoes? <laughs> we do uh, like a scrum band. Wow. Uh, practice. So every morning, there's a morning huddle. Wow. I will ask like, what are you going to do? Right. Uh, stand up. Yep, like stand wow. up meeting. So it's very okay. new to the artisans. That's good though. Uh, but mm. it, like the process is very transparent to them. Sure. So that's one. And then 
we brought in the idea of Spike for shoe design. Spike. So we bring it to the different communities for okay. for them to exercise shoe designing nice. in a very sh- short period of time. Okay. Uh, well, so this, you get more done. Yeah. Because again, the tendency sometimes of, say, an artist, they like to take time and like, okay, I'll do it whenever I feel. But if you are agile about it, you can pivot, you can persevere, and you, you can... You can ship more, and that's the that's the goal of agile, anyway. And I guess we also kind of it also help uh, improving communication between the artisans who are more used to uh, taking on production assembly work. Because before they wouldn't even talk; they would just pass on one ticket to another. Correct. But this we want them to feel that they are the masters Correct. and they collaborate they work on this product together okay. uh they're no different with the designers they're part of the team because you know about scrum right right so we do uh, apply it with so uh, what we're cre- doing at sapateria the create the devs are technically the artisans yes okay who's yes. the scrum master a scrum master is it sometimes it's me okay. uh, a lot of times it's uh, my assistant. Got it. Yep. And the product owner is? Uh, either the designer. Got or it could be my dad. So whoever we work with. That's amazing. Right? <laughs> and so I kind of, again, I, I we, we're just copying shit that works yes. in the startup industry. So here, the same thing with, with startup, uh, with podcasts. The way we, we replicate the dev scrum master product owner is different. So our devs are our producers. Right, they're the ones who make the podcast sound amazing. The 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 scrum masters, our community manager, they're the one in between the producers and the podcasters themselves. Because now the podcasters, they come in here and they just do their thing again. You see the setup, yeah. wham bam, thank you ma'am, and then they're out. And then by next week or the next release, it sounds pristine yeah. already. So awesome. Okay, now Unix, before we let you go, uh, because I've learned so much already, you mentioned earlier about building good culture, right? You you did this in or- in, in Orchestronics and Orchestrat, and I'm pretty sure you did that the same. What's the secret of a Unix Santa Ana in building good culture? I think it's how I'm able to empathize with the people. Okay. Uh, I think it's also, I mean, it, a lot of people think they worry that I could be vulnerable, okay. but I feel it helps for the people I work with to know I'm human. Okay. So they feel comfortable uh, trusting sure. me. Yeah. Uh, and ever since with the first company, it's very important that we build the culture from inside and out. Got it. Uh, I'm a firm believer that if you're doing very well uh, with the internal culture, it will transcend uh, or transcend to the outside world without trying so hard. Correct. It just reverberates. There's so much authenticity in there. So if the people you work with are happy and they know you're coming from a good place, Mm. uh, they will trust you and they'll feel motivated to do the same thing when they interact with 
the customers and partners. Got it. Is there certain non-negotiables about that culture? Because it's, it's again, I believe that good culture is deliberate. It's not accidental. Okay, yes, it does. Being good, being, being able to empathize is there, right? But there's certain rules that, yo, this is how we do it. This is the Unix style. Like for me, the way we build our culture is I only have three rules all the time in any company I do. Number one, no mammer, sir. I am not a knight. I don't plan to be one. Okay. Number two, I don't care how I do it. Just get it done right. You're, you're accountable, right? You know your job. I'm not going to tell you to do your job. I'm going to hold you accountable, remind you every once in a while, but that's it. And third, if it does not documented, it does not exist. So I I don't want any excuses and all that stuff. And in terms of, uh, of ah, oh, we didn't do it, blah blah blah, right? And then everything else is played by ear, right? And then and whatnot. Do you have any techniques that you built around your team that you know? I'm pretty sure that not a lot of people probably do. I don't know. I feel like I'm that leader okay. who would try to give opportunities mm. to people until I feel that they're really not happy anymore. Got so it. if you're not happy with us, just leave. God, wow. I right? like that. I got shivers on my spine. Like, Because yes. I That's could awesome. give you a lot of chances sure. and I would really try my best because I'm not like a perfect leader, right? Yeah, but we all try our best, Yeah. right? So if and we think of ourselves last, dude. Yes. You know this and that, that's what constitutes a good leader. You know, it's not, he's a leader, not a boss. When he eats last that, you know, at the end of the day, I don't care if I'm not eating, but everybody's okay. Yes, we good. Exactly. Right. But that's one thing I want to kind of tell them. Right. Right. I couldn't control your happiness. True. I mean, I could try my best to motivate yeah. you. But that's on you. Yes. But if you're not happy anymore, mm -hmm. don't rant out. Yeah, and don't right. fuck up everybody else because yes, they, they all exactly. have their own struggles. Right, right. But I've also shifted my leadership style. I'm gonna okay. tell you, like earlier on in back in college, sure. I was super strict, like yes. like a robot. Like there you go. Raymond is like super <laughs> scared of me. That's why we were never friends. Okay. Uh, until they, uh, until he saw that soft side okay. of me. Uh, but I've also learned from someone how empowering it could be if. You can be more kinder. Yeah, I mean more kind, right? Uh -huh. uh, and also, if because if your people will work with you not based on fear, uh -huh. but based be, based on because they would like to help the company right. grow, that's something right. more important. Fear is a lousy leader. Yes. Yes. So okay. I've learned that, but here in Sapatira, it's a different challenge. Okay. I feel I have to be more chill. Mm. So it's something I'm learning because I'm it. working with younger uh, and they're creatives. people. Creatives, right? They're more sensitive. Right. And, and what makes them tick in a dev environment does not make them tick in a creative environment. Yeah, so it's very, very different. Right. And and now I come to embrace that, that okay. I, I need to be more chill yes and not like let all don't Thanos them yeah <laughs> so but it helps me it yeah. helps me see me and I see it works sure yeah and they but, worry sometimes in that 
I'm too nice. Oh, wow. It's like, who is this person? <laughs> you should have been dead by now if you're in Oskisha. <laughs> but that's good. Actually, for me, I can empathize, but I'm the other way around. Mm-hmm. I was too nice before. Okay. I developed some fangs and teeth because sometimes when you're too nice, people take advantage. Well, it has to be balanced. It's something right. I've learned. So mm-hmm. now it's thinking about the business too. Correct. Right? So, and picking the people who understand it. Correct. Will not take it against you. Correct. So you're right. You can mm. be too nice, too nice. Right. You have, you have to be nice to people who are also nice to you. Correct. And again, uh, take the general, um, you know, welfare of everybody to being a good. Because sometimes, as a leader, as a as a founder, you have to be comfortable being the bad guy, make some tough decisions, because that's what we all need. And sometimes, when I was a younger founder. I cared too much about what people would make, what what would make people happy, and sacrifice the welfare of the company and myself included, because I just wanted to be the nice boss. Yeah. And being a nice boss sometimes will make you a lousy leader. Yeah, true right. to that. There should be balance. Awesome. And can I talk about as well how different it is to be? A woman leader. Let's go. Because we're there celebrating is, women's okay. So month, right? why is it different? Well, what's what's the challenge here? I think a lot of us, even if you're not yet a leader, right? Yeah. I've, and I've observed this with okay. the the women engineers I work with. We have a lot of self doubt. Like even if they're super super good, but the men they don't give a yeah, no. you're right? cast by the way. <laughs> they just We're so MTRCB so here. Okay. Full of confidence. Yeah. Uh, even Raymond. Bravado. Won't, I won't yeah. even hear him say, I feel like I'm not good enough. Right. Like he's just super confident in mm-hmm. what he's doing. So, and it's something I've always shared with um, female founders or um, female hustlers. Female hustlers, right? Yeah. Like, and it's something I, I also apply to myself. Okay. Like, if ever it comes to mind that I'm not good enough, I'll just imagine the men don't give a fuck. Wow. That is a great motivation, though. <laughs> right. Right. So, we just have to level things up, right? Right. Like, it's all about believing yourself, being confident about it. And don't say you're not good enough, especially if people believe in you. Sure. Uh, so I think that's what a lot of, um, why a lot of women like get stuck. Okay. Because kahit ang galing-galing na nila. Right. Diba? Parang, oh, wag na lang. I don't, I don't feel I deserve the promotion. Oh, come on. Girl, you deserve the promotion. Get it. Yes, get right. it. Like, right. fight for it. Yeah. Yeah. That my that my friend was amazing. So thank you very much, Unix. But Unix, before we let you go, if they want to be involved in Zapateria, if you want to work with you, because I, I'm blown away of what you just told me. This is an amazing episode, right smack in the middle of National Women's Month. But Unix, if they want to hit you up and then uh, work with you in Zapateria, or if there's any mentorship they want to reach out to you, because again, I wish I had more time, but we can't. Um, but how do they do that? Oh. Right now, I'm busy with Zapateria, but for sure, um, I have some projects in mind that sure. I want to 
work on. So if you want to get in touch with me, mm-hmm. uh, you can email me. Okay. It's unyx. Yes. At zapatriahub.com. Zapatria is spelled as? Z-A-P-A-T-E-R-I-A. Dot com. Okay. Hub. We will have dot dot Zapateria Hub. Okay. Yeah. If you missed that out, don't worry. We have that in the show notes of HustleShare. Just go to HustleShare.com. And they can follow us on Instagram. So that will help if we Absolutely. have additional Remote followers. local. So you know, share it. We feature there how shoes are made. We yeah. have regular workshops too. If you're interested with Marikina Artisan League. Sure. So... I'm, sure. have, I'm getting married next year So I, I might need a hookup Of a nice nice So that's about pressures. it So if you wanna Talk more Just reach out to sure. me I'm also on Facebook And she replies So that's the good thing about it <laughs> She doesn't see no Zines on you And whatnot but Again Unix Thank you very much Thank you Ron I really super Enjoy this Yes Thank, thank you for so having much. me All right. This is my first And It I won't li- be the last I, I like that We had such Good conversation Yes Thank you Parang natural lang diba? Parang it's been so long Since right. we saw each other <laughs> Five seven years ago Like wow And we've been through so much But the, the, the beauty about it Is again Though it's A long week There's similar Paths of how we Stumbled Went up And eventually Found success By and through Persistence Yes Absolutely. Again, Nick. I mean, Nick. You Nick. What the fuck? It's fine. <laughs> I'm still Nick. Yeah, but with other you, people. Okay, you Nick. But okay, before we uh, let you go again, guys, if you like that episode, don't forget to uh, give us some love and follow us on whatever podcast app you're listening to. And if you like to be involved on who's we're gonna have on the show in the future, please go to our community at Hustle Share Community on Facebook. And if you want to hit us up, go to m.me/slash Hustle Share. On our chatbot at uh, powered by chat.ph, so you can involve getting involved on how we're gonna do this again. Unix, thank you very much. Thank you, Ron. Appreciate it. Time. Thank you, and I'll see you guys in the next episode. Peace. <laughs>